On today's episode of Podcasting Smarter, I'm going to be speaking with Evan from Melody. We're going to be speaking about how you can use music in your podcast. We're also going to speak about the different solutions that Melody provides to content creators such as podcasters for royalty-free music. We're also going to discuss how you can use music throughout your podcast to create an engaging experience for your listeners. We're also going to touch on some do's and don'ts regarding music law, music licensing, and how you can make sure that you can use music legally throughout your podcast. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for and by podcasters. We interview podcasters for the real scoop on podcasting. Whether you're thinking about starting a podcast or have been podcasting for years, you'll find lots of inspiration, valuable lessons, and tips in our interviews. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Please visit podbean.com, the home for podcasters. Evan, I'm so excited to have you on Podcasting Smarter to discuss all things royalty-free music and all things melody. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, John. Of course, yeah. And before we even got onto uh, the recording here, I was just gushing a little bit on how my background in music always excites me when I get to speak to different people in the music industry, whether that's speaking about music law, royalty-free music, or just anything in general. So I know for me, this is super exciting. But for those who haven't necessarily heard of Melody yet, I want you to take this time to tell our listeners a little bit about what Melody is and what services you provide. Okay, so we're a non-exclusive music licensing platform, currently subscription-based, and we provide easy access to unlimited music for any kind of content creator, whether you're making a podcast, uh, a TV commercial, a feature film, uh, a YouTube video, whatever it is. We've got a really broad um, selection of music, all sorts of genres, moods, instruments, and people can dive in, search for the music that's needed for that particular type of content, download the music, put it inside their content, publish the content and never think about it again. I think that's important too, because podcasters do a lot of different things. And I know that you said that this is a medium that's accessible for all different medium types. Obviously, we're going to be talking very much about podcasting here, but what made Melody start creating solutions to use royalty-free music? Well, it's, it's always been this way, really. So, you know, as you know, the music licensing business is quite complex. There's always been, uh, you know, a, a lot of red tape around things like term, uh, territory, media. To license a piece of music doesn't necessarily give you the rights to use it on online and broadcast or for six months and one year or for America and the rest of the world. So there's been a lot of complexity over trying to work out where your license allows you to use the music. So firstly, when we started Melody, we thought, let's just make it really, really easy. So all of our tracks are licensed for all media platforms worldwide in perpetuity. So the first bit of it is like, let's make it as easy as possible. Um, and the royalty-free uh, side of things means, uh, from our perspective, we when someone downloads a piece of music from our platform, they're getting that license in perpetuity. So as a creator, there's no more fees to pay. And I'm sure we'll talk on this in more detail, but the whole... Um, the concept of royalty-free and that term is often used in a number of different ways. And there's a lot of um, confusion around what it means, but sometimes as a music uh, writer, you will actually earn royalties when your music inside content is broadcast or performed or communicated, but that doesn't come from the creator itself. It doesn't come from the podcast creator or the person making a TV commercial. It comes from the broadcasting entity, which might be YouTube or a TV station, a radio station, 
Um, and that is a fee which is annually collected and distributed to rights holders. This is getting really complex now. Um, and then paid um, annually as, as part of the rights, which are known as performing rights. So you can be royalty free and performing rights could still exist on a piece of music, but as the creator of the content, you will never pay another, another cent after you've paid your um, licensing fee upfront. That's the important part about royalty free. And one thing I want to touch on real quick, because in music law, we use this term in perpetuity. Can you dive into what that means for some podcasters who might not be familiar with that term? Yeah, absolutely. So, it, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty much for our lifetimes. It's another word for forever. So if, if you if you see something that says perpetuity, um, it means the lifetime of copyright, which I believe in the States and Australia, where I am, is 70 years after the death of the composer. It moves around a little bit depending on which country, but, you know, 50, 60, 70 years, yeah, it, it's not going to be something that you're going to worry about in your lifetime. So if you have perpetuity, uh, your content is safe forever. And especially, too, with podcasters nowadays, we think of podcasting as an audio medium, and we think of a lot of our content as time-sensitive. We think about our content as evergreen, things that people can come back to. For a lot of mm -hmm. podcasters who, let's say, are doing more time-sensitive content, they may not always be thinking about that. They may not be thinking about, oh, how is this content going to uh, work, let's say, two or three years from now. But then all of a sudden, if they're using a piece of music that they don't necessarily have those rights to or this imperpetuity that you're talking about, then they can find themselves in an unfortunate world of trouble and being able to have this royalty free music with that point in there allows them to use it in the different mediums, whether it's just audio or video, and also for the time that they are doing their podcast. You're absolutely right. Like, like, like I said, so we, we don't only work in podcasting. So our, our bread and butter really comes from broadcast television. Uh, and in that industry, there's technology which has been creeping in the last decade or so called um, MRT, Music Recognition Technology. Companies like SoundMouse and BMAT are recording broadcast outputs and they're matching what they hear or what the machine hears, like, you know, Shazam-esque technology to a database of commercial and stock music in a library, uh, in a cloud. And if they find a match, they can know uh, whether that music, you know, has been used legally or not. So even though that technology hasn't really crept into the podcasting world yet, it has crept into online, you know, with YouTube's content ID and, and similar. So to be using a piece of music that you haven't licensed, I mean, particularly a commercial track, if you, if you throw a bit of prints in there in the middle of your podcast, you might get away with it for a while, but, you know, eventually technology will catch up and it'll get pulled. And that's just frustrating for everyone because you don't want to go back and have to, you know, re-edit or completely, you know, ditch whatever you've created. And the podcasting industry, I think, is starting to catch up to that, too. I know with the RIAA looking more into the music that's being used in podcasts, I know the music industry was a little bit behind in terms of really seeing how usage happens with, uh, with music in podcasts. And you can have different licenses or might need different licenses for podcasting if you're thinking about streaming, thinking about download. So you guys could yeah. come in at a better time with that focus either. And I think it's really important for podcasters to understand that. That's, yeah, that's exactly right. Like, I, I guess it, it is a complex industry. And if you're making a podcast, you might not necessarily understand the, the, the depth of music licensing. But in short, in, in every piece of music, there's two main types of rights. You've got the publishing, which is the notes on paper, the manuscript composition rights. And then you have the recording. So the studio recording, which is typically paid for by a record label. So the problem is in, in a piece of music, you'll have two different owners. You'll have the publisher and you have the record label. So if you're trying to clear, again, the Prince track, you'll have to go to Prince's publisher 
and say, I'd like to use the Prince track. And they'll say, great, that's a hundred grand. And then you'll have to go then to the record label and they'll say, okay, yeah, that's another hundred grand. So it's not only expensive to, to go down the commercial music route more often than not, it's just easier to go with, you know, either Creative Commons or, or a library, uh, which will pretty much pre-clear all of the rights. So you don't have to worry about that. And it also touches on a conversation that uh, podcasters have a lot. The conversation of fair use often comes up a lot too, where it's how long am I able to use this song for in my podcast? Can I use it for a shortened period of time? Can I use it in this use case? And one thing that we always tell podcasters is watch out for what is conceivably potentially could be fair use because again it might be it might not be at the end of the day the pod the music license holder the copyright holder the publisher like you said all of these people are the ones that are responsible for delivering that okay to you and giving you that green light so it might not necessarily be fair use that you're using it under yeah, I, I'd, I'd be really wary of that. I, I think I, I would basically wouldn't do it. I think fair use is definitely misconstrued. And if, if you use any amount of a piece of music that you don't have a license for, you you, you have to be really, 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 really careful. I would, I would advise that, that nobody does that. You're going to always be better to have a license, always have the conversation first. Um, there'll be a better outcome. So I want you to explain a little bit to our listeners what royalty-free music, I know we touched on it earlier, but I want you to explain what royalty-free music means and how it can be used in general. Uh, well, royalty-free music uh, basically means for the person that's purchasing the music, downloading the music and synchronizing it inside the content, which might be a, a podcast or a video or whatever, there's no more fees for that person to pay. So a royalty is an ongoing payment um, in order to have the license to continue to use something. So to, to license something in perpetuity or forever means that there are no more royalties to pay. And again, like I said, there are, there are two sides of uh, music copyright. And even if you clear the, the synchronization rights inside the music to use that forever, which, is, which synchronization is the upfront payment that you will pay in order to have the right to synchronize or place music inside a piece of content. So even if you clear that in perpetuity, there are still rights inside, for instance, the publishing of the music, which are gonna be paid by the broadcasting entities for, you know, potentially in perpetuity, regardless of your per perpetual license. So even though you have royalty-free piece of music, there may actually be fees that other broadcasting entities are paying in the future. But as the creator, once again, you'll never pay another cent once you have your license up front. But again, you have to pay. So even though something's royalty-free, there's typically, unless it's Creative Commons, it's, you know, absolutely free. You, you'll usually have to pay up front and you just have to check your license to make sure it's not, you know, you're not only buying a one-year synchronization term, but you're buying a, a perpetual uh, term. So when you download a piece of music and you put that inside your podcast, that once it's inside that podcast, you have the perpetual right to, um, you know, distribute that podcast. And especially when you're talking about the Creative Commons license too, there are different levels of that depending on what the copyright holder wants to issue. You know, like you said, you could be able to use it for commercial projects, you may not be able to. Uh, there's a lot of different use cases for it and you have to look at those specific licenses. Uh, there are companies out there that will say, okay, this is the blanket for what our 
uh, Creative Commons does specifically cover. But I think a lot of people will, let's say, just do a Google search or a YouTube search to see royalty-free music, and they go, oh, great, I can use that in the podcast. Like you said, there's a little bit more investigation that you need to uh, you, you need to do in order to use the music effectively in the podcast, which also shows why royalty-free music, though, can be a great solution, you know, especially with your company with Melody. Because like you said, there's really no renewals that you need and you have this music that you can use for as long as you'd like to because so long as you're subscribed to Melody, you have the ability to use that content based on the licenses. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like we just want creatives, creatives to be able to go out and create. So to take away the, let's face it, more boring side of music licensing and just give you access to great music to put in your content. You don't have to worry about how much you're using or which bits you're using, or is it a theme song or can I use it next year? Um, if it ends up being a video podcast, am I still safe for YouTube? All of these questions uh, if you don't have to worry about them, uh, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, get back to the creative side of things. Of course. Now, how now I know we're talking about this here. I know we're talking about this as people that are etched in the music industry. This is a bread and butter that we talk about a lot, podcasting and music. But how often do you see that content creators see a piece of music that is royalty free and they think, you know what, I can automatically use that piece in whatever form I want, in whatever podcast I want, in whatever medium I see fit. Yeah, it, it does. It does pop up. So you know, we, we like to say. I, I mean, I, I can use Melody as an example. So we have a subscription platform where you can pay annually or monthly, and what you're really paying for there is a synchronization term. So you're paying for a period to be able to synchronize music into content. So as long as you have an active subscription with us, you can synchronize as much music into as much content as you like. However, when your subscription lapses or you stop paying, uh, everything that you've already synchronized is safe forever. So if you've already made 100 podcasts and they're up on YouTube and Podbean, that's fine. But then if you want to use music in new podcasts or in new TV commercials or whatever it is, if you don't have an active license, then you don't have the right to continue to synchronize. But importantly, everything that has already been placed in content is safe in perpetuity. That I think is one of the biggest distinctions between your platform and you know what we tend to see on the market because a lot of subscription base will say, once you stopped using our service, you no longer have access to the content. And I'm not necessarily speaking about uh, libraries, but I'm saying subscriptions in general. With what you're saying, you've thought about the content creators and us focusing on podcasters, this should be a great thing for us to understand that if you're using Melody, you have the ability then to go, you know what? I'm going to have this piece of music. Once I stop, I don't have to worry about the previous content, but obviously you do have to uh, figure out what you're doing for the time going forward. But I think this is a big stress reliever from a lot of podcasts, especially those who let's say have been podcasting for years and then all of a sudden they get to a different level of professionalism or uh, they decide to maybe change directions. This can be a huge yeah. stressor on podcasters that you've just alleviated. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, and again, like our bread and butter is, you know, TV and film. And we work with companies like National Geographic and they'll make a documentary. And if we were to, you know, somehow not allow them to use our music in their documentary that travels all around the world, unless they continue to pay a subscription fee with us, it would never work. So it's, it, you know, it, it's partly because it's the only way to, to do business, I think now. And it just makes it a lot easier for, for our customers. Now, what are a few of the different license types that Melody offers for usage of the royalty-free music? 
Yeah, so we have three main licenses and also an enterprise one. So there's the single business and premium there. You can do monthly or annual depending on, you know, how much content you're going to be producing. The single license is for individuals or uh, sole traded businesses. So it allows you to, you know, download music and use it inside your own content for yourself or your business or your YouTube channel or whatever. Uh, the business one allows you to also create uh, content for clients, which is handy for freelancers or more professional creators. And the premium uh, license is for larger teams. So it allows businesses with up to 50 employees. You can have up to 50 team members in there. Um, we give priority support. We allow them to download playlists uh, with one click, which zips on the fly. So you can download like, you know, four gigs of, of music straight away, which is good for Again, some of these more prolific users where you might need a hundred tracks for a series of, of um, television. So they're the three main ones. For all of our licenses, um, you have access for all media platforms worldwide in perpetuity. And it's cleared, it's cleared for all media platforms. So again, podcast, YouTube, broadcast, TV, film, theatrical, everything uh, is covered. You have access to the entire library, all of our stems and alternate versions. You can do playlists you basically have access to everything. So the main difference is the size of the business and also whether you're making uh, content for customers or just for yourself. One of the things I liked about Melody when we decided to have this conversation and really be able to dive into what you provide isn't just that you create the option for podcasters to download one royalty free track, but you also give them the ability to use the stems and uh, different versions. I believe I saw different timed versions of the, the piece too. And that's really important if you're looking to create different pieces within your podcast. Or for example, if you have an introduction, which is the full song, and then you want to hypothetically maybe use one of the one of the tracks as let's say a sound effect when something happens to tie it all together. I thought that was really innovative also of Melody to include. Ah, oh, thank you. That's kind of you to say. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we've pretty much now moved away from timed versions in that like 30s, 15s, 60s for advertising. Sure. We've moved down to all of the alternate versions and stems, like the broken down versions from inside a track. So say we have an orchestral uh, full orchestra mix we'll offer um, strings only, we'll offer, you know, mallets only, percussion. So all of the, the elements um, of the track. And that just allows editors to line all of these tracks up, including the main version in Premiere or, or Pro Tools, whatever you're using, and just cut between them. So you don't necessarily have to be a sound engineer to, you know, to remix hi-hats and snares back together, but you can cut between pre-mixed versions to get a different vibe. And like you say, to your point, you can have a theme song that might use the full version. And then you can pull back to an underscore or an instrumental or just the solo piano. And equally you can, you know, mix and match bits and pieces to make stings and transitions, which can be, you know, great to break up podcasts. Yeah. And there have been plenty of times I know for myself, I'm with the podcast that I run, I traditionally as a musician, I'm able to create my own music for, you know, my needs for the podcasts. But I know there have been plenty of times where in the moment I've needed to go, oh, I need to extract, let's say the guitar, I need to extract the vocals here. And Obviously, if you're sitting there with a single MP3 file or single audio file, that's next to impossible. Or it is possible if you change out some of the EQs, but it's extremely difficult. So for you yeah. to be able to offer that as a solution in the moment is something that I know a lot of podcasters really don't think about in the beginning. 
But then as they say, oh, we want to go ahead and create this continuity from the beginning to the middle to the end of our podcast, much like a storybook, we want to have this ongoing thread and you're giving them another way to do that. So one of the things I want to ask you also is what are some pieces of advice that you'd like to give to our audience about using music in their podcast? And this can be anything from the legal side of using music. This could be from a branding side. This can be from creating a cohesive uh, piece of podcast art. So this is something I want to leave the floor to you for. Ah, okay. Well, thank you. I, I think making sure you have the right to use the music in your podcast is probably the most important thing before you even start to touch on creative, because if, if, if that gets pulled or you have some legal issue down the track, uh, the whole exercise is a big waste of time. So firstly, however you do it, make sure you've got the rights to, to use music inside your podcast and also make sure you have the rights to use that podcast in the various ways that it might be used. So if it, if it could end up on YouTube in the future, if you decide that you want all your podcasts to go on YouTube, just make sure you've got those rights in advance because going back and trying to negotiate um, retrospectively can be a real pain. Uh, then there's the various ways to get music. You know, you can try and source commercial music. You can talk to record labels. You can do deals that way. You can go and seek a composer to write a piece of music for you. Like you said, John, I think there's there's no getting away from a nice piece of bespoke music. If you've got the budget for it, go and support a local composer and, you know, go and get some bespoke music written for uh, your brand. And if you're going to use stock music, which is probably the safest way to get high quality music, um, spend some time and try and find a great theme that is going to work for your podcast and it's going to tell a bit of a story about your podcast itself because it's, it's going to be your audio brand. It's going to be something that you will use in future podcasts and it's going to be something that your audience, you know, relates to. Remember, John, when we were kids and you're listening to, you know, your favorite TV show came on, you heard the theme song and you get all excited. Yep, there you go. That's it. Yeah, so this is the, the 2021 equivalent of podcasting. When people hear that theme song, you want them to get excited because it's the prelude to what's about to come from your fantastic podcast. Um, also, transitions, I reckon, are key. If you're going to use, again, if you're getting a composer or if you're dealing with stock music, make sure you do get the stems or the alternate versions, the elements of the track, because there's nothing better than being able to use a theme and then kind of create musical alternate versions for the body of your work that have a bit of a nod to the theme song. So it'll all taste the same if you use music from the same palette and, and having those stems is, is really a great way uh, to do it. They're pretty well the main ones. Um, and again, yeah, just really make sure you've got the rights to, to use that music. I guess essentially for a theme song as well, you want to make sure that it's going to be there in two years' time if you want to keep making uh, this podcast for you know, an extensive period of time. For the creative side, I like the fact also that we keep going back to creating alternate versions for different uses. Uh, there's a podcast that I listen to pretty frequently here called uh, Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast. They're a podcast that's hosted with us and they review different horror movies and different horror TV shows. And one thing that's extremely, extremely subtle, you have to be listening to them, I think, for a while to uh, really catch up on this. But their podcast is about two and a half hours long, sometimes an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. And as enjoyable as it can be to listen to a podcaster for X period of time, they also have little beds of music that are going under throughout the piece while they're talking, not just as transitions, but as underbeds. And I think as podcasters, we often think of the voice, we often think of audio, but we don't think of how much of a daunting task it could be sometimes to listen 
to two people talking for anywhere from an hour to two hours shorter or longer, you know, but I think that being able to, and this is some uh, pro tip for any podcasters who are thinking of doing longer form content, being able to create what they do and put music throughout the podcast, maybe in the in really low volume, that's just going to allow for the podcast to tie itself a little bit more and give your ear an extra little bit of ear candy that it can tie to um, in the event that let's say they're talking about a topic for a while, or maybe there's a brief pause while someone is thinking about something. Uh, it can really be the difference between a podcast sounding rambling and a podcast sounding uh, professional and having that cohesive glue. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you only have to look at kind of more traditional formats, even audio books, you know, that used to be on vinyl when I, when I was a kid and there was always music behind. Um, same with TV and, and, you know, radio kind of long form, you do get music behind uh, long periods of narration and dialogue because it drives action, you know, it reinforces characters, themes, that there's, there's various ways to use music. If you've got a really boring, monotonous person speaking for a long period of time, you can put, you know, put something with a bit of an energetic beat behind it at a low level, so it's not going to get in the way of the dialogue, uh, and it can really change the whole vibe. So, you know, music is a is an incredibly powerful subliminal tool, and if you use it uh, correctly, uh, it can be, yeah, transformational for your podcast. Absolutely. So the last thing I want to do before we conclude here is I want to give you the opportunity to tell us where we can find out more about Melody, promote the services that you provide, and give us a little bit more insight as to how uh, people can get started with Melody. Uh, yeah, so it's really easy. It's our URL is melod.ie. Uh, so the, the French spelling of Melody with a dot before the IE. Uh, so if you type that in, you'll get to our website. You can get straight in there and click on Browse Music, which will take you to our search engine. You can search by genre, mood, instrument, purpose, which is like production genres where you can find crime and Christmas and comedy or whatever you're looking for. You can even search via uh, BPM or tempo and key. So play around, ha have a look and see if you can find what you need. You can register and start downloading watermarked MP3 files to preview the music inside your edit uh, without paying anything. And then if you decide that it's the right track, you can subscribe and start downloading music. And I guess for most podcasters, you'd probably be looking at a single or a business subscription. I guess that the main difference, again, is if you're um, creating podcasts for third parties. And, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, again, there's a lot of great things that you guys offer. There's a lot of great solutions that I think couldn't even come at a better time for podcasters also. And I want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us today, Evan. It's been really cool getting to speak to uh, musician to musician, I will say, or musician to music outlet, however you want to call it. I love being able to speak to uh, people who are really helping podcasters in the musical space in the musical way. So thanks so much for making the time. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, John. And I'm really looking forward to listening to your wrestling walk-up music. I'm excited. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> thanks for joining us for Podcasting Smarter. You can check our show notes at podcast.podbean.com for links and details. Please like our podcast, leave your comments, and help us spread the word to other podcasters so we can bring you more great episodes with podcasting tips and inspiration from fellow podcasters. If you want to connect with other podcasters or get interviewed on this podcast, please join our Podcasting Smarter Facebook group. We look forward to welcoming you to the community. Happy podcasting!